0: Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes, and joining me, once again, is my sidekick, fresh off a motherfucking airplane, hey, I'm Dr.
1: Eisenberg, yeah, flying in from Thanksgiving.
0: Yeehaw, okay, Hi. yeah, that's right,
1: I said yeehaw, I don't regret it. I'm here right in time for the show, know, yeah. well, Chris Hardwick and shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you, that is a consummate professional right there. Yeah, yeah. We could have recorded this in advance, you know, like on Wednesday. We fucking didn't.
1: No way. No, Just we regular time
0: yeah, channel. Exactly. We're here in time for breakfast.
1: Saw my family, ate lots of food. Yeah, played some frisbee. All Good right. times. Frisbee, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, my my cousin uh, my cousin taught taught us how to play ultimate frisbee. And then she rigged the game by putting all the young, skinny, healthy people on one team and all the aging, fat people on the other team. Well, there you go. Yeah. And, and we won by strategy, but not by
0: endurance. Ah, yes. I was about to say, you are not a terribly fat man. However, you do smoke a lot, so I assume that was your team.
1: Uh, yeah. I have... Uh, I can only run so much.
0: And you, uh, you did it with strategy. You outwitted them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So and I'm, I'm not getting any younger. So, yeah. That was fun. I uh, also... What did you do while I was out?
0: Well, I fed the cats and okay. uh, therefore earned Good. their trust. Good. I sanded and polished uh, my coffee table. Exciting. Yeah, that was great. Did you do any uh, Black Friday shopping? I did not. No? Uh, no. That, Good man. I, I'm not spending money. No. No. I um, didn't either.
1: Apparently, CNN was reporting record... Sales on Black Friday So Goody My pledge to buy nothing on Black Friday Which is totally valid Even though I don't like shopping in the first
0: place uh, Apparently fell on deaf ears so Yeah So screw you I, I mean and, and of course You know There are the, the, the record profits Because In the last few years It's been elevated From just The day a lot of stuff goes on sale To practically a holiday in its own right Advertised under the name Black it, Friday It's a bigger fucking deal every year man Yeah so, yeah, no, of course people are going to be, like, I mean, it used to just be, oh, there are big sales this year, and people who wanted to get cheap Christmas presents and stuff would would go out that day. But now it's like, oh, yeah, we're opening the doors at midnight. Like, no, this year, like, some stores open the doors at 10 p.m. on Thursday. Yeah, they they open the doors, like, they they do a straight-up, like, midnight release thing, except instead of like, a, a a Jay-Z album or a fucking Halo game or something. It's right. It's just... It, they're just... They're, they're doing a midnight release for the concept of shopping.
1: Yeah, it's just... Ugh. And now we got Christmas to avoid all month.
0: Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, speaking of which, weather was uh, surprisingly lovely for the end of November today. Yeah, weather well, was pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. But that's beside the point. What matters is, while you were gone, I also learned... How to poach eggs? I've always had a, pho- a phobia of it. I always thought to myself, I would fuck it up. I finally just said, you know what? I got a bunch of eggs. I'm gonna do it, and they were awesome. So you know, if you want some poached eggs sometime, I, I can I can make that happen. I can make that a reality. Great job. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. No, I I I'm living the dream. So,
1: and by me, you of course mean you know, whatever girl you're attempting to seduce into. You know, staying for breakfast.
0: Oh yeah, because I, I do that so often. I have so many people over. You're uh, every every recipe you're working on
1: is is really just thin, thinly veiled panty peeler at this point.
0: Well, look, it's it's a it's a valuable life skill to have, right? And if people find it charming, you know, if somebody says, "Oh, hey, I I don't have to cook because this this wonderful man is cooking." And, you know... It's not really about whether or not it's a
1: valid life skill. It clearly is. On the other hand, you may not have been motivated to do it in the beginning if there wasn't the opportunity to impress girls later.
0: No, that's 100% why I did it. Okay. uh, All right.
1: Just so we're clear. You know what, To be fair, that's why a lot of people are motivated to do anything.
0: That's why everyone does everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, on that note, let's just get the hell off this note... And roll a topic. Hey, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's that's, a, that's so a valid life skill as well. We talk about topics on this show. Yeah, yeah, because that's what we do on this show. We take topics submitted by you, the listeners. We roll dice and choose one at random, and yeah. we do a show about it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Send uh, your topics to us. At topics at org or us on uh, on Twitter. We, we're all over the Twitters. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're That's Facebook?
1: facebook.com slash breakfastwiththebeak. We're also now on Google Plus. Yes, However, right. Google Plus doesn't let you customize your URL. Yeah. So rather than rattle off a 21 digit number, which, which is how many digits it is, which distinctifies our website, distinctifies. I'm going to tell you to go over to our real website, thebeak.org, and find that post where I put the link to it. Yes. Which you can technically find everything we do somewhere on org.
0: Or you could just search for. Breakfast with the beak because there's only one thing called that. That's true. Yeah. No one else calls that's, anything that's, that. That's branding.
1: If yeah, if you see breakfast with beak, we probably have our fingers in it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That that is that is a soup with with my hand in it. So yeah. Anyway, let's roll that topic. Let's, okay. Let's, let's, this let's, is the uh, next topic. Let's uh, let's grow up this soup. All right. Okay. Let us uh, add up these numbers. ba 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 ba. Twenty one. 21. The Beatles versus the Rolling Stones in a cage match for the championship. Suggested by Nick in Philadelphia. Thanks, Nick. Who suggested, if you recall, uh, our very first topic in the, the episode that we don't talk about anymore. You just won't let that guy live that down. It's not his fault. It was a good topic. We just weren't ready.
1: The, you mean the episode
0: that had Globy in it? If Yeah, exactly. I mean, we talked about it last week, so it's fair game now. Yes, it had Globy. Yeah. It had Globy. Yeah. Oh, good. You're not doing the voice.
1: Good. Um, What voice? You mean he's not here right now.
0: Right, right. The real talking globe isn't here right now, is what I meant. Well, he's not. Yes, no, he's not. But what is here is this topic, the Beatles versus Stones in a cage match for the championship. All right. Yeah. Now, this is, of course, our second uh, versus topic, the previous one being uh, Jesus versus Moses. Yeah, this is different, though. This is different. This is this a is, different kind of fight. Yeah, I mean... Is, I, I mean, it's just different techniques being used. I, I, I assume perhaps some kind of rock battle.
1: Well, they don't have magic powers either, so... We don't know that. Well, all right, but it is very specifically accounted for that Jesus and Moses had, Moses had magic powers. and
0: I don't think that's the uh, the official uh, term, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, basically god magic. Um. It was, yeah, supernatural goings-on. That works, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, the, the the point is that, I mean, the, the use of the term cage match is what's uh, getting me, though. Because, I mean, in a straight-up physical fight... Yeah. Stones. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, Stones wrote, you know, Street Fighting Man, songs about fighting and brawling and partying hard. And yeah. The Beatles wrote songs about peace and love and really odd people.
0: Yeah, exactly. The Beatles, I mean... For all of their, uh, their, their very extensive drug use, they were very much the, uh, the, the the nerdy brand of drug enthusiasts, the sort of guys who, I mean, maybe they did just want to get high. Maybe they were just like, oh boy, let's get fucking wasted. I don't know. But upon doing so, they didn't just, you know, zone out or do something manly or anything. No, no. They, you you can just tell. They would get high, and then they'd stay up all night trying to really... Really gain an understanding Of Daffy Duck cartoons
1: Right yeah. Whereas the Stones Would try to break Their record of How much hookers and
0: blow They could go through Without dying For another night Yeah Oh yeah No I, I feel like The Beatles probably slept On a lot fewer uh, Piles of hookers Than the Stones did Oh yeah Yeah I mean that's just uh, The Rolling Stones yeah. Are, are uh, Well were at the
1: time I don't know about now But we were a bit of a uh, Stimulus Stimulus package To the prostitution industry there you go. You could say. Except, I don't know if that's correct, though, because there's a fine line between hookers and groupies. That's true. Yeah, and I if you're like, a big enough band, you might be getting it for free.
0: Yeah, that, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's like, oh, you want me to pay? I'm Mick Jagger. Yeah. It's too bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that probably still works to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh,
0: like, yeah, he, he, he's, uh, he's... A bit more leathery than he once was. Well, I think it
1: also probably doesn't take as many groupies to get him ready to go to sleep anymore. That is true. I feel yeah. like I feel like that's
0: Mick Jagger takes a lot more naps than he used to. Right, right. You know,
1: so. that's fair. Yeah, not a young man, not a young
0: man. I think it's telling that Nick said Beatles versus
1: Stones instead of Beatles versus Elvis. Like in the, you know, the, the in, Mia Wallace scene and in Pulp Fiction? The, yes. The, She's uh, like Beatles people and Elvis people, you know. Yes. And yeah. are
0: you an Elvis man or a Beatles man?
1: Right. And her her theory for dividing people into the two camps was you can never like both equally. You, you okay. either like Beatles more or you like Elvis more. And, I mean, in that equation, I would be a, a Beatles man.
0: Oh, absolutely. As, because as would I. I. Yeah.
1: If I want a guy singing songs about loneliness in prison, I'm going to go with Johnny
0: Cash. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: totally. I, yeah. Mean, I think Johnny Cash is just a... sings
0: better songs about being in prison than Jailhouse Rock. That a, a lot of people have done better songs about prison than Jailhouse Rock. Well, yeah, yeah. this is true. <laughs> I don't uh, really think... Uh, I don't feel like Jailhouse Rock is a is a particularly accurate depiction of the, the penal system. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Even Brad Neely's song about Prisoner
1: Christmas is probably more accurate than Jailhouse Rock. Yeah. Yeah. That being, that that aside, though, I mean, Johnny Cash is awesome. But, he really is. But the thing is, while I enjoy the Beatles more than I enjoy Elvis, I'd say I enjoy the Beatles and the Stones about equally, in different ways. I listen to them when I have in different moods.
0: But I think I like them both about the same. See, I think that is interesting because while I, I am, to a, a certain extent, in agreement with Mia Wallace... It, as though she's a real person, and not just Uma Thurman in a wig. I am to a point in agreement with Mia Wallace uh, with regard to the fact that uh, that one can like the Beatles or Elvis more than the other, but you can't like them both equally. Right. Uh, and, and I'm ag- in agreement with you that you can like the Beatles and Stones equally, but the fact that you—it's it, it, really necessary, not, not just— uh, I don't think it's coincidence. I think it really is a, a, an essential part of both bands' uh, respective images that you, ha- you have to like them in different ways. Yeah. I think makes the, the, the dichotomy between them a, a little bit more striking than the Elvis Beatles dichotomy, in that. That's like, fair. Oh, hey, here's two unrelated things. You know, it's like, oh, do you enjoy uh, Adam Sandler movies and documentaries about lemurs? You're going to like one more than the other. Yeah, I mean it's it's not really. I don't think people are going to like both equally. Um, I'm going to side with the lemurs. As Adam's am I. Side. Fuck you, yeah, lemurs. Fuck you, Adam Sandler. I've never
1: watched a show about lemurs and about halfway through said this is too fucking stupid. I'm changing
0: it. Yeah, I've never I've never been watching something about lemurs <clears throat> and then thought to myself, you know what would make this better is Adam Sandler. I've never had that happen. You know? No, never. I mean, like you can be like if you're someone who's more into Elvis, you can be listening to the Beatles and be thinking, man, I'd rather be with got to be listening to Elvis. Yeah. You know, if you're... The larger point being that because the, the, the Beatles and the Stones are similar in a lot of ways but different in, a certain, in certain very striking ways. Right. Yes, I feel like the divide between them is therefore uh, uh, sharper than that between Beatles and Elvis in, in, in that they are somewhat, uh, you know, evil mirror images of each other. <laughs>
1: Yeah, to a certain extent. I Each mean, one
0: is the evil doppelganger of the other, just depending on uh, whose perspective you're you're, uh, you're measuring evil from.
1: And, uh, yeah, kind of also depending on you know the the Mores. I mean, the the Beatles I- initially were your good boys, you know, the good boys that your mom was okay with you liking. Oh you yeah, know. There's the, the, the lovable, Stones,
0: lovable mop tops with their matching jackets.
1: Exactly. Whereas the Stones were, you know, bad boys from the get go. You know, with their leather and their, they're swaying their hips and you know. Yeah,
0: and Mick Jagger doing that crazy rooster walk.
1: Yeah, and yeah. just sticking his dick out everywhere like John Chimpo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Where and you know the Beatles,
1: the Beatles had a, a turn uh, into you know weird nerd stoners. Yeah. And. I mean when they got weird, they got legitimately weird.
0: In a very English fashion.
1: <laughs> they did. The Stones didn't really change all that much. They, they kinda kept making the same sort of rock albums. Yeah. A lot of them were entertaining to listen to, I like them. But they're they're in kind of the
0: they don't really flip genre halfway through no, their careers. They, they they started out as sort of the uh, the the predecessor to all modern uh, dude rock, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like just you know they 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 are the the great grandfathers of all the music made by overrated white guys. <laughs> I mean, not that they are they 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 were important contributors to the the, the zeitgeist and all that. So I don't think the Stones are overrated. I don't think they're I don't think they're overrated, but I think many of the people who wish they were the Stones are overrated. That's fair. Yeah. But if you're like.
1: Okay, if your favorite Beatles song is something like, you know, Eight Days a Week or Hard Day's Night or Love yeah. Me Do or one of those, yes. then you may not be super into, you know, some of the later albums. That is, you know, reasonable. You may not be super into, you know, The White Album or yeah. Abbey Road or, you know,
0: one of those. Well,. I mean, just seeing them with those beards must have been very frightening for right. people who, who missed their mop tops. And I
1: mean, conversely, if you're really into the later experimental Beatles albums, yeah. you might think those first couple, you know, kind of bop albums
0: are right. really fucking hokey. It, it's, it, they're just, these are the formative years that we have to get through to get to the good shit. Yeah. And there but, are too many bands that make that drastic a
1: change. That's true. I mean, You know, with, while staying the same band. Yeah.
0: I mean, there are certainly bands that have replaced much of their lineup, and that's happened too. but very rarely do those bands stay good. Like Van Halen. Oh, like Van Halen. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, hey, let's, uh instead, once upon a time, they were just ba- a band that did songs about what a wonderful thing it was to be David Lee Roth. Yeah. And Ooh. then it was uh, David Lee Roth uh, left, and suddenly they were a band who wrote a lot of songs, about how much Sammy Hagar likes tequila and would love to sell tequila, or perhaps drink some. (laughs) something like that, yeah. Yeah, and it's like and he has done all those things. He has uh, drunk and sold much tequila in his life. But David Lee Roth's solo albums
1: sound more like Roth Van Halen than Van Halen. Halen, Current Van Halen sounds like all Van Which is a dumb thing to say because of course, but the the point (laughs) is it's Van Halen Roth and Van Hagar are Really might as well have two different
0: band names, yeah it's you know? like oh you 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 brought over the the same guitarist, yeah, and he's got his name on the band because he's who stayed around,
1: yeah, like you're implying that Eddie was the most important part of that equation, which I'm not saying he's not an awesome guitarist no, he was an, he he was a, an important he was an important component, but yeah. Just because he had the name rights, you might as well just say he played guitar for two different bands.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, he could have gone out and joined any number uh, of shitty supergroups at any time, but instead he decided, no, 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 my own band will be reforged as a shitty supergroup. Pretty much, pretty much. And, oh, why'd you do it, Eddie? Anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know how all the airlines have been... Piling
0: on those baggage fees to make extra money in the last couple of years. I don't see what this has to do with the Beatles, but do go on because you were just on a plane. Nice mid episode recap. Um,
1: no, but so I agree that that's lame. Charging twenty five bucks for a that's bag. What I
0: would same. say if we had just come back from commercial. <laughs> 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 like when you're watching a show on DVD and somebody just says a line twice in a row because that's where the, sh- the commercial would have gone. Anyway, yeah, go on. Baggage. Right.
1: Uh, <laughs> I agree that it's lame that you get charged 25 bucks to check a bag that you used to be able to check for free. However, the exploitation of the term carry-on has got to stop. Because everyone has replaced their suitcases, the regular handle things that you needed a certain amount of upper body strength to carry around, with these fucking wheelie carts, these giant canvas monstrosities on a two foot long handle with wheels on it. You don't have to them so
0: you can make them as big as you want. Yeah.
1: And what do they do? Everyone's got one now. They're wheeling them through, taking up three times as much space on the motorized walkway whacking me in the shin the entire time because no one knows how to control the damn things and then pretending like it's a tiny purse or shoulder bag as they get on the plate and then standing there in the aisle trying to cram them into the overhead compartment like they're not smashing shit bang, bang, bang and wasting time those things
0: aren't carry-ons they're too fucking big they're like They're like cloth steamer trunks on wheels. Yeah, no, I mean, I I, I actually, I bought one of those when they were relatively new. And I would have been like 13 at the time, so I guess my parents bought it. Mm. But uh, the point is, when they were a relatively new innovation in suitcase technology, they were small. They were the size of a regular suitcase. Just, you held them upright instead of sideways, and they had a little uh, handle to, to yank them by, you know? But at some point, somebody realized you don't actually have to be strong to, uh, to to haul one of those around yeah. on the wheels, so they just kept making them bigger and bigger and bigger, and now they're the size of of like a large dresser. Like I feel like you could unzip it and you could and and there's like a TV and some speakers in there and like a PlayStation. Like like it looks like the cabinet you put a TV in, but it's a suitcase, but it's gigantic. It's big enough to get a person in. It's big enough to get several people in. You could have. Like, if you, if you wanted to, to, to secretly fuck on an airplane, you and, and your friend would just get inside this gigantic-ass suitcase, and you could.
1: I have to assume that everyone who's packing for, you know, a holiday weekend trip is just in case preparing to be Ginger from Gilligan's Island, and they want six years' worth of new dresses. Packed in their one suitcase just in case they crash and want to be the pretty one. And you don't need to, okay? Uh-huh. My carry on is a messenger bag. Yeah. It's little. You can cram it under your feet and not getting in anybody's way. Yeah. I hate the fucking giant wheelie suitcase. Yeah. You people have to stop.
0: Let's let's pack
1: talk- reasonably or check your goddamn bag. You're already spending all the money on the
0: flight. Do the check thing or cry about I it. I mean, and let's say hypothetically Everyone on the plane has a suitcase of reasonable size, not a massive monstro case. Okay. Let's say you do crash, and you're stranded somewhere. You're on an island, or you're Gilligan's Island, you're lost, whatever, you mm-hmm. know? Most of the people on that plane will die. Exactly. So you, can you rummage, the survivor, you can, can scavenge. Like they do
1: in Lost. Yeah. You can rummage through all the dead people's suitcases and get changes of clothes that way. Exactly. Yeah. I mean,
0: and yeah, some of them aren't going to fit right, you know? Right. Right. I I feel like yeah you know Hurley was probably more limited in his uh, wardrobe choices than a lot of the people on that. On but that Hurley process.
1: also really didn't give a shit. Yeah, He's like give me any fat man's t-shirt. I exactly. Don't care. Yeah.
0: Most of the people on that island were not concerned about about looking great, you know. And and yeah. And what concern they did put into it, it was it was more in terms of uh, maintaining their uh, strategic stubble, you know.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Sawyer spent a lot more time on his on his perfect stubble than he did on his his wardrobe. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Wardrobe, hey, what can we pull out of a dead person's suitcase? And that will be an option you have if you survive and wind up stranded somewhere.
1: And if you look like Sawyer, you can probably get away running around shirtless for half that series anyway. Yeah, which he did. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, so...
1: And if you look like Carly, <clears throat> I... Yeah. Yeah. Look, but, I mean, then there's there's going to be fat people clothes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, this is a flight uh, in America. they just gonna, It's just going to be there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's
1: not really a problem.
0: I mean, and, and, and frankly, if your clothes start getting a little gross or whatever, who's going to care? You're on an island. What is never raised? Uh, uh, the issue that's never raised on on Gilligan's Island, for example, uh-huh. is that by and large, these people were, I have to assume, just pooping in the woods. Well, you know, what else are you going to do? Exactly. There's no. I, I mean, pride doesn't enter into it, you know? If Gilligan's shirt starts getting a little gross after, you know, a few seasons of wearing it, you know, who's going to complain? You know, Ginger comes back and he's like, Gilligan, your shirt's gross. And he's like, yeah, Ginger? Well, you just pooped in the woods. So, <laughs> you know, who, who wins that fight? Gilligan. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Have fun, you know, thinking about Ginger now. I still will, but yeah, but yeah, yeah that's yeah. going to be hanging over your head, though. So yeah, whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to know more about this.
1: I mean, um, we we mentioned that that Nick asked is about a cage match specifically. And yeah. I, I think we can reiterate that in a physical fight. In a physical fight, the stones are just dominant. You know, they've got endurance. They're stronger. They're more interested in fighting. They're wearing their leather, and you God know,
0: God knows Keith Richards is hard to kill.
1: Keith Richards is incredibly hard to kill. Yeah, he I feel is like, I feel no like longer if, human.
0: If you punched him, I feel like he wouldn't feel it. It would be like punching the Terminator. He would just, like, kind of bounce back and then immediately correct himself. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would not even phase him.
1: Whereas, yeah, and... and the Beatles—they're not going to want to fight in the first place. No, but pressed I, I, into a physical confrontation. This yeah, is assuming it's at their peak in the sixties or seventies. Yeah, when they're is, all alive and yeah, every, relatively young.
0: Both bands' original lineup, or at least you know most famous lineup. Yeah, all alive at their at their their peak, relatively young. The thrown Beatles, into a cage to to just scrap it the fuck out.
1: They're just not going to win uh, a close physical combat no. confrontation. With I stones. don't
0: feel like the the Beatles uh, are much for fighting, and even if even if they were, I feel like I can't imagine any of the Beatles really taking a punch gracefully. And I can't, ima- frankly, I can't imagine the Beatles taking the situation seriously enough. Oh, you
1: bastard! That fucking hit
0: exactly. Like I feel like if, if the Stones start, you know, like acting tough, yeah. you know, the, the Beatles will think it is funny. Or, like, I, I can't imagine them being able to take the fight seriously. Uh, oh, yeah, I can see that. Like, I mean, they, they'll just be, you know, giggling the whole time, and, like... Or, like... like one of them will whisper something to each other, to the other about, like, you know, some some radio show they all listen to in the 40s, and they'll all giggle and write a song about it. I feel like John, or, or maybe
1: Paul, probably John... Has, like, you know, has a bag of little Groucho Marx disguises, like an old lady wig and, like, you know, glasses with a mustache. So like, you wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you? You wouldn't hit your grandma, would you? Look, I'm your granny. You wouldn't punch your granny in the nose, would you? And, you know, he, he just be it out, you know. Yeah.
0: Like, okay, here... He gets out a little crown. You wouldn't hit the queen, would you? Like, a number of years ago, Uva uh, <laughs> Boll, the worst director in the world... right. Uh, you may pronounce his name Uwe or Uwe, but it, I believe it is actually Uwe, because I took a couple semesters of German and that's all I remember. I'll take word for it, because I don't care. what all the letters are supposed to sound like. Okay. Uh, well, Point is, worst director in the world, makes a lot of shitty video game movies that he knows are shitty, but figures he'll... Basically, he's exploiting a lo- loophole in the German tax system. We all know the story. Um, sure. Sure. Well, a number of years ago, he challenged his detractors, uh, people who have basically just talked shit about him on the internet, to a boxing match. Okay. Uwe Boll actually does know how to fight. Oh, okay. He's actually a decent boxer. He's a better boxer than he is a director, certainly. All right. Uh, the, the, uh, the The critics on the internet... By and large, are people who write for movie sites on the internet, which meant many of them were instantly disqualified for being well out of Mr. Bull's weight class. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's that's just reality. Yeah. yeah. But uh, those who did show up for the fight were, uh-huh. uh, you know, were, of course, utterly failing to take it seriously, uh-huh. and all got their asses thoroughly kicked. Nice. <laughs> um, like And, and I, I saw interviews with a number of them, and one of the guys was talking about, you know, yeah, a lot of these other guys think it's a joke. They just think, oh, I'm going to come here, have a little fun, you know, have a few laughs. I'm in this to win. I'm in this to take it seriously. And then he put on his fairy wings and his Mexican wrestling mask <laughs> and got into the ring and got his ass kicked. Okay. And I feel like... The Beatles would come in similar costumes. That sounds about right. <laughs> they would, yeah, they would do stuff like, like that. You know, the Stones would, would come for a fight. <laughs> the Beatles would come for a spectacle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what would happen. Yeah. Unless... and Unless the Beatles have magic powers yes, we don't know about. Yes, yes. Unless they have powers we don't know about. It. And I feel like they would have some kind of, like, Captain Planet or Care Bear powers where, like... They all shoot out beams. I say Care Bear, yeah, and like, like I can picture Ringo with like just shooting a, a beacon of light with the clover on it out of his belly. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, and I hope Ringo can do that, and I hope he does that all the time to like, uh, he just or you can, to like confuse cats.
1: You can, yeah, you can fuse stoners with it, or you can play
0: with the cats. Like, instead yeah. of a laser pointer, he's got a bunch of cats around the house. So he's like, look, follow the clovers. Yeah, like, if Ringo could do that, like, I really hope that his priority is cats and stoners.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, assuming that beam doesn't really do anything. Oh, yeah, just like, got a, like,
0: it's not like a cyclops beam. It's not going to punch a hole in the wall or anything. Right, like he's just got, like, a tummy light. Like that Yeah that's what just you do a, Just a flashlight That comes out of his belly
1: button Or <laughs> Basically I mean that's I mean the Care Bear superpowers Were always a
0: little vague On what the hell They actually were They make you Care about you. I have no idea I yeah. have no idea Yeah no. I know so much useless shit But and I you, don't know this You don't
1: know What the Care Bears Actually do with those Things coming out of their bellies
0: And, and even though I should probably That should probably Make me feel good You uh-huh. know Make me feel secure In my masculinity
1: it's bugging you, isn't it? It is bugging the shit out of me. Yeah, because you, you you do
0: not have a, a snappy, over-researched pop culture response to that question. And I really should, because I have a sister. I grew up watching a lot of, like, you know, uh, quote-unquote girly cartoons, you know? I knew a surprising amount about, you know, the old My Little Pony before it got the weird man community who loves it. And uh, Right.
1: Well, didn't... I'm a little vague on this. Now, didn't Rainbow Bright also have some kind of projectile light power or something? Do you have a snappy
0: answer for that one? Um. Uh, because there might be a parallel. I feel like Rainbow Bright was like. You know how all her friends were like. wore different colors? They had different color motifs? They were like little Ewoks or something. No, there were the Ewoks and then there were like humans who wore different colored clothes. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah. Well, the point is that I, I think they were like. I think, like, they could stand in a line, like, like seven of them all stand in a line, and it was enough to add up to a whole rainbow. Okay. Like, and, and then Rainbow Bright was just, like, in charge. Like, I think she just, like, stood behind him, like, whipping him or something. I don't really know. <laughs> there was a lot of, uh, a, a lot... Is that of, Rainbow
1: Bright, or is that that Rainbow Bright porno?
0: Look, we're gonna get the financing for that,
1: and... it's uh, that sounds like one of those, um... What was that one series of, like, the, like... Russian dominatrix movies. Um, oh, <laughs> Russian dominatrix. Oh, because I, 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 I'm so conversed in that. They might have been German.
0: Are you talking about Ilsa? Ilsa, she wolf of the SS. Yeah, no, yeah. They are not actually German. <laughs> okay, yeah. But they were. <laughs> Those are straight up American exploitation films. Right.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm now. I'm just getting an image of an Ilsa like Rainbow Bright story. Yeah. So where also plays Rainbow Bright, so
0: she's wearing like multicolored, like rainbow-colored leather. <laughs> yeah, and whipping people's asses with some kind of uh, magic rainbow. This is awesome. This like, or maybe the whip is made out of candy. Yeah, whatever. She's whipping them with, with licorice or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean a little bit like that Katy Perry video, but not really. Oh, the one with the boobs shooting out of her fireworks? Cause, or her fireworks no. shooting out boobs? No, no,
1: the one where her boobs are shooting out whipped cream.
0: I don't know. She has stuff it's shooting the one with boobs in, a in a lot in of uh, videos, but yeah. I haven't actually seen most of oh, them. Oh, there's, there's a Candyland one. Oh, well. Yeah. That doesn't sound as awesome as the thing I'm imagining, so. Well, it didn't have Ilsa in it. Well, so. I'm also, like, I'm also, like, 80% sure Rainbow Brite didn't actually do that. So. Okay. <laughs> she was just somehow <laughs> in charge of the rainbow... Squad or whatever they were called. They had a name.
1: Uh, Well, this really isn't
0: enlightening as to care magic, and therefore by proxy, Beatles magic. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, color-based magic powers in kids' shows in the 80s. Yeah. And and well into the 90s, I mean, uh, theoretically, you know, uh, Captain Planet was using elemental powers, but of course each one had their corresponding color. Right. Right down to, you know, the the kid with fire powers being straight-up ginger, you know, like... Yeah. And it it was definitely a, a big deal for a while and i don't i don't know what the reasoning behind that was i mean um it was mostly the gurlier shows you know you never saw the transformers doing that or, or he-man you know
1: i don't know but i feel like george michael might know I mean, because Wham! was very colorful. Well, so was Boy George, though. So yeah, at least, he was in a lot of colors, too. He had, like, the gypsy scarves and stuff. The so. 80s in
0: general were a, were a colorful time. It was time. a colorful time. Yeah, I mean, like look I at mean, any MTV like promo or station ID for right, Gary. Right. Or yeah. the
1: Saved by the Bell style Trapper Keepers. Oh, Christ, the, not a cracker. Clashes of
0: clashes, and yeah. Okay, now we're going to have like a little checkerboard thing, and then at a, an angle to that, we're going to have this hot pink grid with a little glowing effect around it, right, and, some, and then some big green dots with yellow slashes across them. Right, and maybe
1: some, you know, hot pink tiger stripes.
0: Yeah, yeah. so uh, close your eyes and imagine that, and then imagine that for ten magical years the whole world looked like that.
1: Yeah, it yeah. happened. All right, well, if the Beatles had some kind of tummy magic, they could probably, get, if, if not straight out hurt the stones, maybe at least blind them so yeah. that they were not at their physical best. Yeah. Yeah. I So if
0: the Beatles had some sort of I benevolent feel like they rainbow would, magic... Yeah, they would achieve exactly as much as the Care Bears ever did. I which, really don't know. Nobody ever actually got hurt by those beams, I don't think. Because, I mean, that that kind of would be antithetical to the, the Care Bears' uh, overall message. Did they have villains made of like sinister shadows or something or were um, they the villains were often very uh, evil uh, because they were villains but like especially evil because uh, like the the girl cartoons of the 80s uh-huh. had such creepy villains in comparison to the boy cartoons I mean you know you've got uh, for example uh, Megatron or Skeletor or Cobra Commander right failing are, every week those are straight up inept bad guys yeah they, they were terrible at what they did every yeah. plan of theirs was awful They would invent some amazing machine that could theoretically change the world, and they could just get rich off of that, and they'd say, no, 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 let's not get rich the honest way. Let's use this thing that we could get rich off of to just extort money, or commit some kind of terrorist act. And they would, of course, They would inevitably fail. Because they were terrible at what they did. Right. So what were the girl villains like? These were, like, ridiculously high stakes. I mean, there was, like, straight-up body horror in, in the old My Little Pony, where, like, Ponies would be, like, transformed into dragons and forced into slavery for the villains and shit. <laughs> or, like, there was this whole story arc, okay? And I only remember this because, okay, like, some of the ponies, like, started a <laughs> band, right? Okay. And, uh, and their manager, I swear I remember their manager being the fruit-striped gum zebra. Okay. I think I'm remembering this wrong. Sure. but Probably. Uh, but he was evil, and, like, he stole their souls and made them get up on stage and sing, and so they're just pathetically going through the motions of the song, crying the whole time. Wow. <laughs> it, was, like, it was intense. That's <laughs> it was, brutal. Yeah. It was so much creepier. And, and, and yeah, like, the, the villains are always, like, you know, the, like, the, the raw force of hatred or something made manifest like um, a
1: Lovecraftian thing.
0: Yeah, but it was like a Lovecraftian force of hatred may manifest as the bad kid at school. <laughs> like, who would, like, infiltrate the school, and then the other kids well, like would like a
1: have, Damien kind of thing. Yes,
0: and they'd have to, like, rely on the friendship with the Care Bears to have them come in and save the day from this guy. And then he would, like, you know, he would turn into a dragon, or he would be, like horribly corrupted by evil and, like, get all withered and zombie-looking. It was intense. I mean, and... All right, so if the Beatles can do that... If if the Beatles can put a stop to that... Then they would win. Yeah. But if
1: it's... If they're mere mortals and it's a straight-up street fight... Yeah, no. The Stones win. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. There you go, Nick. There you go. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So we learned something about the Care Bears today, I guess. I think you made up something about the Care Birds Some thing. of that shit was true.
1: <laughs> Some of that shit was true. I know. I'm not sure I feel like I learned anything. That's a fair point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, until next week, uh, enjoy your breakfast. I will come over and, and make eggs for you if you want. Ladies. Ladies. I, I probably won't, though. <laughs>